0: Hey I'm Fred, and I'm Ant. And when this is Creator Create a Generation.
1: Create a Generation Hype.
0: Alright, Federico, what is happening this week? This week we are chatting to booktuber Pierre Ford.
1: And I have been planning for a long time to do this like social experiment where I review books completely naked. But the book is like covering my bits and <laughs> yeah. just to see like You have just, been talking about it. Yeah, right? While. And just seeing, like, could that go viral? <laughs>
2: It's an interesting area, an area that seems to get a lot of love, and Pierre Ford actually has probably the most loyal fan base of any creator I've ever seen. I've I've never seen a creator get this much love before.
0: Totally, and you know, she's got a relatively small YouTube channel, about 33,000 subscribers.
2: But, and here's the but, she is a great example of how you can take a small group of really loyal fans and turn that into something pretty amazing. Yeah, let's get into it. Welcome Excited, to the show, welcome terrifying. to Creator Generation. Uh, we have Pierre Ford from the channel Piera Ford. i oh, stop it. Yes. <laughs> um, we have Ant from the Melbourne studio. Hey. And we are ready to go. Okay, so Piera. Yes. You are a YouTuber. Yes. Do you identify as a YouTuber?
1: <laughs> um. On a good day, if things are going well. <laughs> I'm still figuring that one out, but uh, for the most part, yes. Uh, Why
2: don't we start by uh, telling everyone what your channel is all about?
1: Oh, me? Okay. Uh, basically, I do like book reviews and book-related content. Mm-hmm.
2: And under, the, under booktubing. Under
1: booktubing, yeah. That's right.
2: And
0: what <laughs> type of books, Piera? Maybe let's get a bit more specific. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: um, I read a lot of books. and review <laughs> Mostly uh, adult fantasy and young adult fantasy with the occasional sci-fi thrown in there.
2: And why did you start that?
1: Um, I read a lot of books. I read a lot of books as a kid. I didn't have many friends as a kid. Um, And yeah, kind of that just continued onto my adult life. And I realized that there's a place where I can make friends and talk about books.
2: Not having many friends carried on into your adult life? Yeah, no, that's still a a running theme. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. Okay, cool. And how long has your channel been running for?
1: Ooh, I think we we I started it in two thousand and eleven, but only started posting booktube videos in maybe like two thousand okay. and thirteen.
0: Okay, um, Pierre, on your channel, I mean, what, what, we're talking about booktubing. I don't really watch Booktubing channels. What the hell's a booktube channel? Maybe let's like, w- what's the difference there? Like, what do you? What's going on on a booktube channel? What are your videos like?
1: Um, so there's kind of. I guess in the the Booktube community, there's kind of like seven or eight, uh, I guess, top, not topics, but like kinds of videos that you can get. Like you can get a review, which is literally just someone who's read the book reviewing the book, whether it's a spoiler review or non spoiler review. Um, you've got things like hauls and unhauls, which are literally people just being like, these are 30 books I bought this week. Um, here's what they are. Or unhauls being like, these are 30 books I'm getting rid of. Uh, you've got unboxings, which are... When subscription services, obviously more book tailored, um, send you uh, boxes full of bookish related things that you unbox for your people. Um, Tags is another one that's really big. So it's people just making up, you know, questions for you to answer uh, and theming them in like book relation somehow. Um, And then you've got kind of like your reading vlogs, which are pretty much just vlogging, reading and what your experience is like going through that.
0: Cool. And what yeah. what sort of makes up the most of your channel?
1: Um, usually, what do you like? What's your
0: what's your favorite piece of content that you' getting into at the moment?
1: Um, at the moment, I'm really enjoying just straight up reviewing because I, I you know I'm on so many uh, book related forums and stuff, seeing stuff that um like uh, viewers are saying as opposed to you know constant consumers. So viewers who kind of just come in and go out, or you know hardcore viewers saying kind of what they like and what they don't like. Um, And so I've been keeping an eye on that. And it seems, you know, booktube is essentially a a shout into the void. It's the same people reading the same books, talking about the same things. Um, And I guess what draws people is personality and their opinions on stuff. But I'm really, yeah, like I said, into reviews at the moment, which is essentially what booktube started out as and what it was, you know, intended to be. And then kind of branched out into more like fun, quirky, um, Tags relating to, you know, what bookish boyfriends you like. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying getting back to just actually reading books and talking about my feelings on them as opposed to having to come up with all these crazy things that don't really have anything to do with books.
2: So, cool. In, in developing, how long do you think it took you to gain traction um, on your channel? And what was that point where you thought, oh, this is actually looking like people actually are liking what I'm doing?
1: Um, I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure why people... Are around. Um, I never understand it personally. I think it, it was like the first time I was like invited to an event or something that I was like, oh wow, like people value my opinions and all I do is read fantasy books that have absolutely nothing to do with real life and you know, contribute little life skills. So yeah, that was probably the first time that I was like, oh, look at that.
2: And did you have any idea it was ever going to sort of work out for you in terms of, you know, get traction as a channel? Oh God, no.
1: No, I can barely stand my own voice. I can't imagine why other people are like, "Yeah, cool."
2: Again, <laughs> okay, that's an interesting it's a really interesting phenomenon that that idea of the um that imposter syndrome. Mm. Like YouTubers who sort of make it even you know, a little bit big or get some traction, um they feel they don't deserve it or they don't know why they they are where they are. Mm-hmm. Um this is something you have ever, ever felt like, you know,
1: Oh, yeah, all the happening? time. Yeah. All the time. I mean, like there are booktubers out there that I watch. I mean, YouTubers as well, but booktubers that I watch that I'm kind of like how do you have so many subscribers and like your content is terrible and that's just, you know, a personal preference and then I see some who, you know, are considered small booktubers or medium-sized booktubers and they don't have, you know, nearly as um, as many followers or anything but their content is, it's incredible. Like you can see that a lot of work goes into it and everything like that.
2: And, um, I mean, that is, I mean, to to look at. I mean, I, we, we do see a lot of different uh, YouTubers and I have to say your fans um, are very much in in love with with you and what you do um that that ratio of likes <laughs> to dislike is probably the the best i've ever seen on any channel um and the fans are not just um not just you know positive in their likes but their commentary is so um is often so positive mm-hmm. um and it's constructive yeah. and it's it's a bit odd Oh good. Not because of you, but <laughs> good, just I'm glad. it's a, it's a strange thing to see that there's so much positivity around that. Is that something well, you generally I mean, find in the booktube area? Though,
0: Fred, there like who is this audience? Like who who's your audience Pierre? Like who are these people that are so passionate about what you're saying
1: um, and doing? Well, according to my analytics, it's uh young men and women. But to me, I think it's just the rest of the dregs of the world who kind of feel like they don't really fit in anywhere and they're like, oh, I love fantasy books and I'll never, you know, ride a dragon and defeat a kingdom. But this chick seems to enjoy that same sort of shit. So Sorry, stuff. So maybe she'll (laughs) take us away. I I honestly, I I couldn't tell you. I'm not entirely sure. (laughs)
0: Mm. Is that your, um, you know, how a lot of creators have uh names for their their communities no. is that what you call them the no, dregs?
1: i definitely do not that's actually directly from a book so <laughs> you can see my the influence is wide um no i don't i i couldn't imagine what people would be called if it had anything to do with me it would be very weird it would probably be something very rude so that's why we that's why we haven't done that so far <laughs> but
0: surely there's like i mean there's something that get that gets bandied around about you know YouTube creators and authenticity. There has, there has to be, you know, the way you talk is, is very honest and to, to yourself and it's, it's very um, matter of fact. You know, that, do you think that's something that your um, audience is drawn to, that that sort of I, honest, I authentic? I think so,
1: yeah. Type. I mean, well, like what I've gathered from comments, I mean, I'm pretty much the same person that you see on camera as opposed to in real life with maybe like a little bit more pep on camera, otherwise I'm kind of like, this is boring. I'm bored of myself. Um but like in vlogs and everything it's it's the exact same. It's just me and my everyday life. I just happen to remember to pull out a camera every now and again. Um, yeah, and I think that's kind of you know what I've gotten back from comments and stuff is that kind of they're like that no bullshit kind of vibe mm. I think, but I mean i'm I'm the same like I all my favorite creators are very much like this, like you know they swear and they um, tell you how they really feel as opposed to the creators who you know won't even say the word sex on their channel. In this day and age, that just confuses me.
0: Mm. So, yeah. so, are you really conscious and and deliberate about that, or it's just this just how it is? And
1: um, look, I get told on a on a regular basis to stop swearing on my channel because it will affect my monetization. Sorry,
2: you get told by who to stop swearing?
1: My friends, essentially.
2: But uh, what about your audience?
1: <laughs> no, they love it, yeah. so hence why so it hasn't it hasn't stopped. Um, yeah. And also, like that's just yeah, to me that's not natural. If I, I mean, I'm not sure if you've noticed here, me sitting trying to not swear at things is coming out not great.
2: How, 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 let's, let's take the sensor off for a second. How about you just talk uh, exactly the way Pierre wants to talk and we will beep out either with cricket.
1: 90% of it will just be beeped out. Really? Probably. All right, let's, let's it's because let's let's, I don't even notice it. Like that's In my videos, right. like I don't notice I'm swearing. Let's, take, like, swear let's take the
2: sensor off. Morgan will keep track of when you're swearing. <laughs> and am so sorry. She will beep it out.
1: Um, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it's there's nothing. I mean, occasionally I'll put like, some mascara on and be like, I'm all, I'm all dolled up. I'm so fake as opposed to, I just got out of bed. Um, my cat slept on me and I'm allergic to my cat. So I'm my eyes are watering, but they don't have to know that. But also my fans are just like, that's so funny. I love that you're allergic to your cat. It's just like, oh, that's my nostrils. I haven't breathed properly in like four years.
2: Is there any particular... F- fan or group of fans that you're particularly close to, like they're recurring or you you have a good relationship with?
1: Yeah. I talk to quite a few of them, um, like through Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. And I try to respond to comments as much as possible. But yeah, I mean, to the point where every now and again, you know, someone will send me a, a box of presents or something from God knows where, um, and I'm like, this is really weird. Like I'm literally sitting at home in my underwear, sad that I haven't worked in three days, but Okay. Um, yeah, no, like yes, there are, uh, and I've met some of them in real life as well, which is really cool. Yeah. How
0: important is that audience interaction to you and your channel? Do you think?
1: Oh well, I think it's it's pretty important. I mean, I, I'm spending you know X many hours a week or a day to kind of make this content and to get nothing, not get anything back from it, but just to feel like I'm shouting into the void, which I still do sometimes. Anyway, it's it's just that nice kind of. You know, I'm sure anyone's like, oh, you know, you're doing a good job. I'm like, thanks. Thanks. I really needed that today. Even if, you know, the video is trash and they're still like, this is great. I'm like, thank you. I really needed that.
2: I mean, we talked about that, that positivity that comes from your audience. Is there ever like a negative element that you see around the place? Um,
1: I, that's one thing I've, I've been really, really lucky and fortunate to have is I rarely get hate comments, Mm. um. I mean, the only hit comments I ever really seemed to get were on my short films, and that was, you know, my favourite one, which I framed and put in my house, is, she looks like a camel on crack. That's probably <laughs> one of the what? best things. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I was... A 20... Pierre
0: Ford merch. <laughs> Could a straight yeah, like
1: I, I don't know where it came from, but it's... I framed it, and I put it in my house, and every now and again, when it pops up on, like, my Facebook feed, it's, like, my memories. All my friends share it, and we have a good laugh about it, because that was probably the first negative comment I ever got. And I was just very confused. Um, but yeah, I mean, every now and again, you'll get the, oh, I can't believe you didn't like this book. That's so upsetting. But i never, you know, some of the, crea- like you see some of the hate comments creators get that's just awful. Mm. Um, yeah. And I'm really lucky not to get that. I mean, yeah, every now and again, I'll get a, please stop swearing. I want to show my child this. I'm like, well, fuck your child. It's going to have to learn one day. <laughs> and then we just continue on. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. I don't know where to go from this. <laughs> you said
1: unplugged, and I panicked.
0: It's <laughs> <That's>
2: good, <laughs> but like, well, what is what's the um, what's the norm in booktubing? Like, is it normally very is it a very clean sort of uh, format? Uh,
1: that's the thing. I I'm even most days, you know, up until like the last year or so, I've been reluctant to even call myself a booktuber, just because I don't think I follow the format as well as some other people do. Like they're yeah, I mean, I just kind of. In that way, I'm really lax about it. I'll be like, oh, you know, I'll post two videos this week and there'll be one will be an unboxing, one will be a wrap-up. And they're like my go-to. I at least know I can get those out. Um, but, I mean, like, there are in ways, like, there are, and I don't want to say, like, rules, but, you know, if you're going to talk about a book, you have to say spoiler alert or something before you go into a lengthy discussion about the book. Otherwise, you get comments like, oh, my God, thanks for ruining the fucking book for me. And you're just like, well, what did you expect? You came to a review on the book. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yes, there are probably formats out there. Do I follow them? Not all the time, not intentionally, but I also probably have at some point gone. Okay, cool.
2: And speaking of that, like when you started the channel, um, and obviously being in, in the booktubing area, um, did you? Was there any strategy in it, or did you just say this is the way I'm going to do it?
1: Yeah, I. Yeah, my first video I think was a haul where I was like, hey guys, I'm going to start my booktubing career with a here's 30 books i bought over the last month
2: i think your first video was a maximum yeah right. well in the
1: booktubing world yes of course but in, in the booktubing world um yeah and then i think the next one i think the first like three videos like if, please don't go back and watch them but the editing is really terrible The Every, thumbnails. everyone are
2: just, should go back and watch please them. Don't do that what are you talking about your short film no my now. don't
1: watch those either um don't watch anything <laughs> no like my first ever booktube video where i was like i'm gonna be a booktuber
0: how what Like, what's your creating content for YouTube look like? Like, how often? You like, how much work do you put into it? Like, Um, look, I could uh, when I think about it, I could probably put
1: more in, but I think I would just be getting the same thing, except maybe my background would be nicer and my edits wouldn't be so shoddy. But um, I mean, most days I, you know, I sit down for like an hour or two and I film six or seven videos that I can release over the month. Um, as my like main edited fancy professional content um but then weekly depending on what i'm doing i'll try and do like a vlog throughout the week and i'll just yeah film my entire week and throw that up on a friday and woohoo that's it
2: and you do it all yourself yeah right
1: should i you want to should i employ someone I do joke about just it. Eric. Just a, it's just a question. You <laughs> want a job? Um, Jacob does my thumbnails every now and again. Cause Who's I, Jacob? My partner. Uh, just because he knows how to use Photoshop and I fucking don't. Right. So I'm like, I want you to put the book in front of the green bit and then put a fancy text. And He's like, you can do this on like Microsoft Paint. I was like, I'm <laughs> definitely not doing that. So.
0: And who, you know, where'd you learn how to do all this?
1: Uh, well, I still don't really know how to do any of it, to be honest. Um, I... Know how to turn my camera on and how to find focus. Uh, I had to learn how to use a microphone and a ring light and how to make soft focus in the background and hard focus on my face. But um, yeah, I mean, like I went to film school, so I knew how to, I knew my way around a camera um, or at least an iPhone. Um, editing was harder and trying to find my style of editing. Um, and
2: that's an interesting thing, right? Because bookshipping, typically the format, it's, it's quite a long, long, quite yeah, long videos, right? It's like
1: 30 minute videos. Yeah. And, sitting through that. and
2: it's generally a f- just all words one single shot it's one of those really rare formats like even vlogging there's a there's a little bit of variety but with these Mm. it is just like almost like a stream of consciousness and it's so watchable though people who love it really really love it
1: Mm. i did a live stream once where i unpacked my books in my new house for two and a half hours and people watch that yeah and i have no fucking clue why
2: (laughs) and you don't use anything like a teleprompter or anything like that
1: Oh god, no! no you just oh, <laughs> probably be getting more work if I did. <laughs> Less swearing, yeah. more kid-friendly channels. Very my right. sisters aren't even allowed to watch my channel anymore. So. Oh really? Yeah, mum banned them. They're that's on good. it, but they're not allowed to watch it.
0: Yes, uh, nice. <laughs> oh, mom. If you're listening, that's <laughs> no, don't not cool. you know
1: I'm forging a career? And when I'm a millionaire, and you're like, "Oh, help me," I'd be like, "No, you wouldn't let my fucking kids watch my video." <laughs> no, no dollars.
2: You ever had a video that's done really well that you never thought would? Do well?
1: Any of them, all of them, every single one. How
2: about your your your, uh, your famous uh, Blue Bulls uh, video? <laughs>
1: um, I don't think that went, I don't think that did that well. Yeah, they did pretty well. Should have did done it? better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think that was one of the ones where I was like, this will be a funny title, like this will catch people off guard. They'd be like, oh shit, that's such a Pierre thing to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean like I the ones that I don't think are going to, oh my God, this is just, funnily enough, on BookTube, a book reviewing platform, book reviews get the least amount of views.
2: Yeah. Um, that isn't interesting.
1: It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like you're literally there to review books, but people would rather watch you unbox Soap Dick than <laughs> talk about a book.
0: <laughs> um, you understand why people click on that, don't you? Please
1: please insert a photo of the Soap Dick. Soap dick. Oh. <laughs> it was purple and sparkly. I,
0: I, I, like I said, I don't watch much BookTube. People tubing, thought it was a, a dildo to on start that. with, right. so it makes you feel any better. <laughs> Yeah, it's made for yeah. – it's made for it. Have you ever
1: oh had God. a viral video? Fuck no. Yeah. No, you've seen the shit I make. None of that is going viral anytime soon. Although I was I was planning and I have been planning for a long time to do this like social experiment where I review books completely naked but the book is like covering my bits and <laughs> yeah. just to see – like You just, have been talking about yeah, this for a right? while. Yeah, right? And not even men- – like not drawing attention to the fact that I'm nude, like not having the word naked in anything, maybe like the thumbnail. I'm definitely never going to do this because I definitely don't have the self-esteem for it but – and just seeing, like, could that go viral?
2: I think it I'm, probably would. I would never do that, though. <laughs> I think you'd have um, issues from, um, like, a monetization oh, point yeah, of view. sure. <laughs>
1: but it well, would be a would be very popular to channel. To <laughs> just to be like, oh, yeah, well, good to know what people value these days.
0: Yeah. Well, so. If anyone's got the guts to do it, Pierre, I think you probably do, even though it just probably depends on how you <laughs> get out of bed that day.
1: If I get out of bed that day. Hey, fuck, I could just do the review in the bed. Um yeah, no. It's, um,
2: <laughs> Didn't you do that once, like reviews from bed?
1: Yeah, no.
2: Or review something you, you just weren't. I did bed my for the whole video. It's
1: just the story of my life. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, I spend. A, I read a lot in bed, so I assume a lot of my reading blogs are in bed. Or I did like a a, a piss take of my reading routine because you know how all like the like the lifestyle vloggers do, like my morning routine, and it's like I get up and I meditate and I, you know, drink baby virgin tears and stuff like that, and it's real sweet and like relaxing, and then I. Do mine, and it's like, yeah, I fucking chug a bottle of Coke, I chuck on my ugliest clothes that I definitely haven't washed in like a week, throw myself into bed and, you know, fuck around for like an hour before I actually do any reading.
2: Okay. What came before before the BookTube videos?
1: Uh So originally I created my channel to make um, short book-to-film adaptations specifically for a book called Maximum Ride. Mm, okay. Oh, I mean, I'm a fan of like adaptation stuff because nobody else is really doing it. Like apart from like the big Hollywood studios who are definitely doing it. Like fan films um, are even not entirely the same thing if they're like original fan films. They're kind of more original content. But it's like um, truthful adaptations of a film. Like books wouldn't be turned into film if their book wasn't so popular to begin with. Like if the book wasn't being sold and people raving about it, no film producer is going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll spend some fucking money on that. Um, And so that's why truthful adaptations will always – like the fan base, the original fan base will always herald that to such a high review as opposed to people who just go see it in the in the cinema like, oh, it was a good film, which is why, you know, like Catching Fire was such a big deal to me because as like, I love the books so hard and then to see the adaptation done in a way that was so specific and so well that I was just like, this has just expanded the world for me and it's made it 10 times more enjoyable than a book, than like, than the book, but also...
2: Is that- Hunger, Hunger Games. Games, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and then you know, for example, Maximum Ride. Like we did it with our one camera and two crew people, and it was terrible. And people loved it. And then a big studio picked it up for money, and everybody hates it because it was terrible. Um, and
2: why was it terrible?
1: <sighs> I don't want to be one of those people who like bitches about it, but I'm going to because I'm so bitter about it. No, the CGI was the atrocious. The acting was terrible. It was just a money grab. Jenna Marbles produced it for fuck's sake. Like
2: Jenna Marbles produced. Jenna it.
1: Marbles put money into it. The lead actress now refuses to acknowledge that she was even in it.
2: Interesting. So that's something we can talk about more broadly. Like, you made something that was low-tech but had a lot of viewership and people really loved, mm. and then they made it, you know, based on what they thought would be popular, yeah. and it instantly failed. It
1: happens all the time to adaptations. It does. Yeah. Like, um, Shadowhunters for the moment. Shadowhunters, is, like, by Cassandra Clare, is one of the most popular YA series ever, ever created. Mm. Um, they did a movie out of it. People didn't like the movie. They for some reason I don't know why, but now they're like I would would rather have the movie than the like the series. And then Freeform made a series, and it's like I haven't I haven't watched it. I wasn't a fan of the series, but again, few of the reviews are good, mm. and it's just why don't give us something terrible? Like you can only stand to make more money if you do something well. If you look at it from a business point of view, is
2: it is it not done well, or is it? that they can't connect with the audience in the way everyone, like it, the book has or the, Maybe. the, like, other I, the I, content has.
1: Yeah, I couldn't yeah. tell you. I mean, I, like, I understand, you know, as a, as a filmmaker, I understand having to change things for film reasons or money constraints, but it's when you change things completely that you're just like, the fuck, like why would you, you know, one of my favourite books at the moment, they're, um, they're going through talks about adapting and one of the main points in the series that everybody loves is the friendship between like the two main guys mm. and then someone's like well let's just change one of the guys into a girl and make it a love triangle yeah. and automatically people are like why the fuck like we and, don't need that
2: and there it is and I think the thing, the thing is when a studio does it there are all these considerations they have mm. right and that they have to bring into it and yeah. that it, it starts chipping away that authentic element that connects with the audience whereas when you pick up a camera and you you know recreate a scene it's what was real to you and often what was real to you was real to the audience and mm-hmm. nothing else you're adding to it and there's yeah. that element there. So, yeah. I mean, that's the, a lot of that authenticity from it's what people love YouTubers, right? There's that thing is that they connect directly with what the YouTuber's is saying and how they're saying it, um, whereas with big productions, there are like a million people yeah. talking about different things and it, it, it loses that feeling. <laughs>
1: when I'm on the mic.
0: Fred, let's take a quick break here and just give ourselves a big plug. We are super excited by this new initiative. We have created the Changer Creator College.
2: The Creator College, quite simply, is a place where you can get a whole bunch of online courses, including our brand new Accelerate course for YouTube, designed to help emerging and new creators become even better on the world's biggest video platform. The reason we think it's pretty good is that it's not just our opinions, but
0: the opinions of a
2: bunch of really great creators and experts coming together to give you a very logical structured course
0: damn right it is the college just for creators so check it out
2: at changeacollege.com. that's dot college.com now your channel has had an it's an interesting history because like you said it started as one thing and then it slightly pivoted to something else right and it's something we see with, I guess, a lot of creators. Um, they start off in one area and then they sort of find uh, a niche in another area and then they sort of move into that. Um, and I guess you've had an interesting experience with that because you did start as a bunch of short films, um, which got quite a bit of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you moved on to what was more of a, a vlogging, booktubing style. So do you want to tell us about that transition from you know, what inspired those first short films Form films, what and why you decided to change that around and go to the other format?
1: Yeah, um, so when I was younger, obviously my favourite book was Maximum Ride by James Patterson. Um, a killer,
2: James Patterson, is he the same as the crime writer, James? Yep. Ah, yep. I was looking at that, I think it's the same guy. It's
1: the same guy, he has a lot of books. Yeah, um, yeah so i they there was talk about, um, I think Universal bought the option rights for a feature film. Um, and when I'm not doing YouTube, I'm mostly an actor. Uh, and so I was thinking this was around the time when like Stranger, not stranger things were happening. Things that were happening weren't kind of the normal go to an audition, get the cast, get the role. Um, so essentially I made the short films as a way to kind of show myself in the role. So that way we could kind of tweet that out. Um, I'm not sure Twitter was even around then, but kind of get that in front of the people who were doing the film, um, you know, being 18 and having very large dreams and now knowing that it doesn't work that way all the time. But, um, yeah, so we made the short films. Like you said, they, for some reason, went really well online. I kind of, obviously, like, that tapered off as um, as I grew up, as um, the rights got sold to a studio over in America to make a web series. And, yeah, I found, like, you know, I couldn't afford to do short films every day of the week, um, although I'd love to. And booktubing was just kind of one of those easier things that's, Still content, it's still something that I love doing, it's still something that I love talking about and making. But it was just kind of easier to do.
2: Okay. So it's interesting you said that you'd started those series, um, and they were very popular, and then the rights got sold to another studio in the US. Mm. Um was did that have anything to do with the popularity of the web series you created?
1: Um, I I personally think so. But I mean that's not confirmed or anything, but like that's that's kind of what the vibe was, like our web series kind of picked up and then uh, I think the author or his people kind of realized that it, uh, online is a space for, there is like a space for narrative and stuff like that um, because the guys who picked it up, yeah, optioned it for our web series and kind of got onto us and asked kind of how we did it, what our stuff was about.
2: So they made contact with you before yeah. they went ahead. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. And how did that web series go oh. when they made it?
1: Um, so I think they originally were making the web series and then it, I don't remember the specifics, but it got picked up and extended to a feature film because wow. I know it was on Netflix for a while there. Um, and it is a film. <laughs> it's definitely a film.
0: What do you think of that film? Yara?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan personally. Not, <laughs> Are the fans fans? I don't think I've seen one positive review, but nice. I am also old and bitter now.
0: But. <laughs> old. How old are you, Pierre
1: I am twenty five. Ah, very old. Yeah. Very bitter. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So you stopped with the um the short films mm-hmm. and you wanted to go more into BookTube. Was it like sort of a was it like a necessity or was it just a lack of options? How did what was the reason you went um, into
1: it? Yeah, I mean a bit of both. Like I saw it was around the time that I kinda of discovered BookTubers where well, there was maybe, you know, if there was like three or four big American YouTubers who were doing it. Um, and a lot more smaller, so it was kind of the only three that you really had to look up to were the, the American three. Um, yeah, and I just found, you know, I was consuming so much content and not, re- like, none of my friends read. So I wasn't really able to talk about books to them with them having a full understanding of what I was going on about. Um, yeah, and, like, the fact that I, I want to do book-to-film adaptations, like, that's kind of my goal career wise um, but obviously it's it's so difficult and then when it comes like, to all the legal things as well you just kind of have to be careful with that but kind of yeah I mean it was around that time that I was kind of losing hope with the maximum ride thing that I was like oh you know booktubing is a thing I'd like to try as well um, people seem to enjoy my recommendations in real life may as well Branch out to the internet.
2: So it was born out of despair. Pretty much. (laughs) Like
1: most of the things I start. It's
2: funny because a lot of YouTubers we talk to, um, their channels do start very organically Mm -hmm. um, due to something else. Like like they may have started in one area and they pivot to another area or they just randomly start somewhere. Um, And it's interesting once they build that following up. Now you had that following that came from the short form uh, films and then you switched to booktubing how did your audience take that change
1: um, look i'll be honest around that time i wasn't really sure what was going on with youtube i still like i was still trying to figure out how it all worked um, I think at that point all I was you know excited about was how many views I would get and how many subscribers I had and if I had more than one comment that wasn't just like first or um exclamation marks. So I I mean I I think it went well. I mean the people stuck around for some reason, so that's always fun and I mean even seeing now whenever I post anything maximum ride related, I get like an influx of people being like, Oh hey, you're back and just kinda like, Oh, never gone, but I have other things to do. Okay. Yeah.
2: When I watched your first video on Maximum Ride... I'm so sorry. No, uh, I, was, I, was, I was actually interested because I always watch the first video a creator does yeah. and compare it to where they are now. And I have to say, I actually really liked your first video. And I think it's
1: my most viewed video. It
2: is. It's, it's very popular. <laughs> and it was very well done. And there was so much, I guess, you, there was so much excitement about the topic. Like you mm. genuinely loved that book.
1: You have no idea. Yeah, you you don't. Well, I can't explain it to you. If you've ever been a sixteen-year-old girl obsessed with anything, and I have at one point, but (laughs) yeah, it it, it, has been.
2: Yeah, but no, it was. It was. It was genuinely interesting, and I have no interest in young adult um, content. And I mean, I've tried to read it; it just doesn't appeal to me. But I was very interested in the idea of of the book, just because of how much you liked it. Mm. And I, and and it's interesting to because we don't normally see. that level can, you know, sort of continue. So usually your first videos as a YouTube creator is usually nowhere near as good as your current videos. Um, But yeah, I thought the video was actually quite good and it stands up really well. And I think that that's something you've probably maintained is that tone. Is that everything you've thought about, like maintaining that tone and pace and Um,
1: manner? I don't put a lot of thought into anything. I really do, Mm. Um, which is probably why I get into a lot of trouble a lot of the time. (laughs) I just kind of do things and they luckily for some ridiculous reason turn out okay. Um but no, I mean like the one thing I've I mean, I don't have the capacity or energy in me to be anything other than I am. And so that means like, you know, I'm not doing fashion reviews or makeup looks that aren't, you know, character related. And I think that's largely why my viewers like me so much, because I kind of they know when you come to my channel you're getting a specific kind of Vibe or tone, as you said, as opposed to being like, "Oh, is she going to post like a, a mukbang today?" Which nobody really cares about. So, mm.
2: well, that's one thing. You have been super consistent from that first video till where you are right now.
1: Yeah, nothing. And you, and you do about, about three videos <laughs> a <laughs> week. <laughs> nothing's changed. Like, uh, yeah.
0: Sort of, Pierre alluded to it earlier, but like trends, like there's trends across YouTube. You know, mm-hmm. the mukbang thing. There's trends in the in the booktubing tr- booktubing world. Mm-hmm. Um, you've sort of What's your experience with, you know, following them, um, breaking Uh-oh. out of them? You know, like uh, yeah, obviously the first video you did was your book haul. Um, <laughs> just looking back at your channel right now and the my first book haul is the, the thumbnail, just white yeah. text on black background. Yeah, it's that's, atrocious. That's okay, okay, we don't need to make um, fun of <laughs> it. I was young, yeah, I was what, learning. What's your experience with, you know, um, following trends and your advice on that to so other creators?
1: I mean, if... I mean, I like the book, booktube community is pretty welcoming. I, uh, apparently it's also pretty clicky, but I'm
0: being outside of that. I'm this is just what I
1: hear. Um, in terms of myself following trends, I think I tried it for like a week and it didn't go very well because I just stopped caring about it myself where like, you know, for example, um, a popular new release will come out. And so every booktuber and their dog has a video on it somehow. It's in the thumbnail, it's in a vlog, it's in a catchy title, um, which every now and again, like, yeah, it's, I'm doing it anyway, so I may as well kind of jump on the hype train. But I kind of, you know, there was um, maybe about a month ago, a subscription box, which was for adults only, sent out. Um, it was a soap dick. Essentially, it was a, a dick made of soap. Um, <laughs> of a book character. For a book? Yeah, for a book. Awesome. And Because that's what we're getting to these days. Um, so but everyone, yeah, like everyone made a video about their opinions on soap dick. It was called Soap Dick Gate. Um, yeah, and I just remember thinking, like, somebody has probably already said what I'm thinking anyway, if I have any real thoughts on it, I definitely don't need to make a video about me thinking about soap dick, So I've got, you know, <laughs> I've got things to do, like, I don't, no one needs that. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, if you're in, if you're new to the community, you need kind of, like, those easy ways in, if you don't really know what you're doing, like, you can't go wrong with a haul or a wrap-up or anything like that, so...
2: Do you find that um, – I mean you talked about not being interested in, in following those trends. Do you find that, um, like, that hampers you sometimes compared to other tubers who might follow them?
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, every now and again, like, um, like booktube is probably more prominent in America. Like, there's a lot more of them over there. They have a lot more opportunities. There's a lot more book-related know, events, uh, access to authors and stuff like that. So the Australian community is a lot smaller uh, and I think a lot more tight-knit as well. But, you know, there's a week over in the States where there's, I think, three book events, three big bookish events, and everybody goes to them, and everybody uploads a vlog, and everybody's in everybody's vlog, and it's just like this incestuous pool of booktubers talking about the same book, which, you know, it would be great to go to, but even then, like, I wouldn't, I feel like I, I don't know, as an outsider, it's just very, I can't imagine myself going in and being like, let's all be best friends and take videos, and I'm in your vlog, so now people follow me more, and I just, I don't, I don't buy it. It's not kind of wise, that's what I signed up for.
0: If you went and did that what do you think your audience would think of that
1: um i mean i think it would depend on i guess the content that i show up with eventually i mean uh, it happened to one of the bigger booktubers recently i mean um there's there's like a gossip website that i follow every now and again to suss out what's going on kind of like the tabloids um but she was like a big favorite of of a lot of people and she started going she was from canada or something and she started going to these um events with everyone and kind of melded her personality into that and her videos kind of changed and people noticed um, and people didn't like it. So I think, you know, like avoiding that sort of stuff. And like I said, I don't have time for anything that's not myself. So I like I can already tell you my, my videos would be vastly different from theirs where they kind of get together and do like a photo shoot and not, there's really no book talk. It's just people hanging out.
2: Mm. You're talking about still being um – Interested in that area of, mm-hmm. of, of short film and, you know, I guess mainstream film. Is that something you want to do? Is that something you want to use your YouTube channel to do as leverage and move into?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, before, before I started YouTube, I'm primarily an actor. Um, so that was kind of always the goal. And considering it's like the wild west of YouTube these days, you know, people are getting cast from YouTube videos. People are getting noticed from, you know, Instagram posts or something like that. So it, it was worth a shot. And whenever I kind of talk to people in the industry, they, they always find it really interesting that I'm creating my own stuff. And putting it out there, and that it's getting such um, good feedback, I guess.
2: How do they? How do they react? Like, I mean, obviously, it's it's it is like the wild west, and mm. a lot of traditional f- TV is a bit scared. Mm. Um, but at the same time, they're looking at the opportunities there. Yeah. So, for someone who's seen success in that, has that set you apart from everyone else competing?
1: Um, I, I mean, like, I, I. Th- Think so. When I've kind of mentioned it, or someone has mentioned it back to me, that's always that seems to be something that they're like, "Oh, that's really cool. Like, not many people are doing that. It's cool to see that you're doing that. Um, keep doing that. Do more of that. Do do it as well as you can." Um, and I do think like it's definitely presented me with a lot more opportunities than you know my friend who doesn't have much social media, who's doing the more traditional route and everything like that. Um, yeah, like essentially, uh, I want to make book to film adaptations. I want to work in film, but I kind of the YouTube side of it I enjoy as that connection with the audience and the connection with the fans. Like I would, you know, if I was working on a film I would still do behind the scenes vlogs and everything and kind of, cause I know as a young filmmaker myself, I, there wasn't really that too much of that out there when I started. Like I'd want to see what actors were doing on set every day. Or I'd want to see how a writer adapted a book or whatever. Um, And there wasn't too much of that as someone who was young and not really in the industry yet to kind of, to learn from or to go off. And I kind of want to be, one of those people who they can be like, oh, you know, like, Pierre did a a video on how to adapt a a book or something. Like, that would be cool to watch and kind of go through our process as opposed to just being Mm. like, I'm a celebrity now. now. Like, here's my Instagram with me looking fantastic and my Gucci shoes or I think they make shoes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, as opposed to, like, they do make shoes, cool. As opposed to, you know, the the one I'm working on now, I've been working on for, like, six months and everything. Most of it's just me staring at the camera being like, I'm – fucked like I can't do this this is too much and then every now and again being like oh, a little win so just showing that it's not all you know glitz and glam and success that there are those downfalls and you do have to work for things
2: and that's the, that's the kind of content you'd like to see yeah is that the kind of content you
1: watch on YouTube um when I can find it it's not the easiest to find but yeah. every now and again like I'll find something like that where it's a, it feels yeah more personable, more real more like oh you know like you see celebrities every day like oh I was just a nobody from You know, butt fuck nowhere. If I can do it, you can do it. And I'm kind of like, well, that's great and all, but you're getting an Oscar, and (laughs) I'm still sitting on my couch, you know, licking crumbs off my chest from dinner. So it would be nice to kind of see how you got there. And I know, obviously, you get success stories. Like I was picked up walking down the street the other day. But then you see, you know, I want to see about the, the actors and the filmmakers and the creators who you know, started from nowhere and worked their way up and got knocked back and, and, you know, had successes and losses and everything like that and just kind of everything in between.
2: Yeah, and that, that's actually tremendous. And It's, it's actually a, a, one of the sort of big reasons we started this this channel was the fact that no one seemed to really understand the success factors about YouTube or, mm. you know, you hear about them broadly, but that story just seems to be like you were at zero and now you're all the way here. Yeah. Uh, and that journey wasn't particularly well plotted or understood. Mm. Um and I think there are fans who really are really and you know and and aspiring YouTubers who are really keen to understand what that is that that's all about. So it's it's um it is an interesting thing and I think it's something that I think a lot of people don't necessarily consciously think about. Yeah. When you when yeah,
0: on that then Pierre have you landed any roles as an actor because of your YouTube channel? Like
1: Um I, I mean like I I couldn't say off, helped? off the top of my I think it's it's definitely helped and if it's not roles it's at least Like, um, being invited to events or being considered to interview authors for, you know, big panels or stuff like that. Um, Roles, I'm not sure. Like, I think it varies. Sometimes it is still the normal traditional route. You know, I still do acting classes. I still do normal castings. I still do self-tapes. But I think, you know, every now and again something will pop up out of the blue and they're like, oh, you know, she's got a bit of a social media following. She's got a YouTube channel that, you know, seems to go well. If we put her in this, we'll at least get that many... Views and people coming over and stuff like that, which I understand from a business point of view, but I'm also always like, you know, am I the best person for this job? Like, um, So, yeah, kind of coming from the more traditional side and being trained in the more traditional side and then coming into this new world is, is a bit of a mishmash. I'm not, you know, like expecting to book roles off my Instagram photos or anything.
0: <laughs> what about, you know, you say the, the whole, you know, honest, authentic thing, like, you know, you, you, you don't just come up mm-hmm. from... Nowhere and win an Oscar. Like, what about that? You know, getting knocked on your butt. Um,
1: um, you get more of those you know, than you will of successes. Yeah, <laughs> I that. think that's any creative um, venture that you go down. I mean, you'll always have more. It's what do they say? Like, you know, for every 600 rejections, you get one yes. Um, and it's so true. And it's so true. Um, but I guess even in the, for example, like, I'll, whenever I see like a big YouTuber or a big creator, I'll go back and watch their very first video just to see the difference, you know, between then and now and to see what people were responding to well then, what they were doing well then and kind of what they found works. And, um, you know, seeing that, not not trying to emulate it, but being aware of that and trying to apply that to my work and my videos is always interesting because, you know, there's, you know, you know YouTube people for their specific things, like, you know, what PewDiePie does, you know, what, like David Dobrik does. Um, and I'd love to be, you know, I'd love to be on that same sort of level, but it's obviously... Like BookTube is such a niche thing that it's you know it's never going to be that big. I think the biggest BookTuber has like two hundred thirty thousand, and if you compare that to like a makeup guru who has like six million or something, it's very like that's what we consider big is two hundred thirty thousand.
2: Yeah, but like, um, I, and this is a, a misconception too. I mean, we we work with YouTubers who have you know 10,000 subscribers, and they have a very, very good career. Yeah, uh, and the reason is they leverage it into other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, YouTube is about niches and niches and um, trying to really understand that and feel it out. So, But you still feel like 230,000 is not enough to be viable on um, the platform?
1: I mean, in, in like the Booktube community, like, yes, that's fantastic. That's, you know, um, getting brand deals and sponsorships and talking to um, like authors and getting invited to all those big things. But when you put it in comparison to like big beauty vloggers or anything like that, it's, you see it's significantly less. Yeah. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. And look, I mean, what would then do you see YouTube as a career for you?
1: Um, I I would love it to be, but I don't think in the capacity that it, I'm at now. Like I don't think BookTube would be a career. Like it would be a fun, like I still get to do, you know, interview authors or um, host events or, you know, go see things, but it's not what I want to be kind of known for. It's I feel like I could do more with adaptations and film work as that's that's more my strength
2: so how do you think you're going to use youtube to get into that
1: um well i think i i really enjoy it as a place for kind of feedback and learning like when i do because obviously like i said adaptations are where i want to go but what makes me think i can do an adaptation better than you know universal who has like a billion dollars and a million people who've been working for years um and just trying to figure out what people like of what i can do and how that could be applied um more broadly i guess so just kind of, yeah, and, l- like, learning. Like, I learned so much from what people think and, you know, it's nice to have – one thing I've noticed from being on YouTube and I guess social media in general when it comes to the book community is, like, how much m- more aware I've become of, like, I don't say political issues but just, like, the world. Like, I'm a, I'm a real hermit. Like, I don't really see outside of my bubble just out of – because I'm useless. But <laughs> sitting on the internet and everything, like, I've learned so much in the last, like, four years – that I now, you know, take over to my everyday life, which is just phenomenal, which I wouldn't have had that ability to do if I didn't have some sort of presence on social media or on YouTube.
0: So if it's not YouTube, so, like, how do you see you taking what you're doing and and going to that level of book adaptations to film? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing about it?
1: Um, Well, the plan is to keep making... Like, I don't mean that as a
0: challenge. i sorry. Well, actually. What are you doing about it?
1: Um, like, what are, you, what are you doing about it? Um, well, I was lucky enough to receive a grant from Screen Australia recently to do a book-to-film adaptation, which we're still working on at the moment. Um, but, yeah, my, my plan, if I really were to have one, is just to continue doing more short films, more short scenes of adaptations and kind of just upping the ante every time um, and seeing if they – Interest anyone who has a bit of pull in the world who will then come back kind of what happened with Screen Australia and say, hey, are you actually interested in this? And me being like, yeah, of course I am. And then being like, oh, cool. Well, we want to help. So just kind of that. I'm like, I'm really bad at networking. And so being able to network online where I can kind of hide behind it in that way makes me seem a lot more professional and like I know what I'm doing as opposed to when I'm just like sitting here sweating and shitting my pants over like, please believe in me. I have a good idea. So. (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you see that content, you know, those, those short films, in the ante. You see that living online still, you're finding that audience, yeah,
1: yeah on YouTube so. elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, because like I said before, I like the connection. Like I like being able to make something, being able to make, especially like the behind the scenes, like real vlogs as opposed to the really fancy ones where everything's going great and there are no problems and no one's screwing us over, um, and then getting immediate feedback from people who also love the same thing. Like you know, you can take a a film to a theater and. See some reviews online a week later or something, but I like the immediacy of, like, hey, do you like what I did? And people are like, yeah, I love that. That was great, or like, no, that was terrible. Do it better. So that's just me. I'm one of those like millennials who like I like instant gratification. Mm. So
0: <laughs> how are you? And and then how are you going about making these films, short films, and, and excerpts, etc., and book adaptations? Like how are you, how are you doing that? You know, you you With great difficulty. Yeah, you, you know, you <laughs> built this massive team of. Producers and directors and mm. actors and off um, you go with a ba- huge bag of money. Like how are you doing that? <laughs>
1: well, it's not always. It's definitely not always a huge bag of money. That becomes my main problem. the The shitty thing about doing and loving fantasy is that everything will cost so much money. And it's not just you know two people walking down Brisbane City streets. It's you know two people with elf ears and one of them has a glowing eye and one of them has like three wings or something ridiculous and that costs an arm and a leg and your firstborn. Um, yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, I don't. I struggle like it's like I said, more noes than yeses. Um, it's more oh shit, I can't do this. It's too big, as opposed to oh yeah, fuck it, I can do it. Um, yes, again, forgot the question and rambling.
0: No, no, it's good. So, what do you do when you get told no? Right. Like, how how do um, you keep moving
1: forward? Like, um, well, look, I sulk about it for like a day. Uh, and then I'm kind of like, fuck, I don't have time for this. I, I'm, I'm getting old. I don't have time to be sulking about shit that I can't control. So I'll just do it again and I'll do it better and I'll try harder and maybe next time. And if it's not next time, then it'll be fucking next time. And if it's not, then I die knowing I tried.
0: It's so like just... Really motivation and, and self-belief <laughs> is that the short answer. Oh, look, I don't even
1: know if self-belief is a thing. I doubt myself daily. I get out of bed and I was like, nah, you've done that wrong. So <laughs> I just... it. Really, it depends on how I wake up. When I feel some days, I wake up and I'm like, I'm gonna channel, you know, my favorite badass female assassin. I'm gonna take on the world. and I'm gonna kick the patriarchy in the face. And other days, I'm like, I'm just gonna stay in bed and pretend I'm like a slug, and just not move and have my partner feed me and my cat sleep on me and just, you know, consider what it would be like to be like a non sentient being and whatever. So it's great. Like it really, it really varies. It's zero to a right. hundred real quick.
2: Was there any one particular area you like talking about more than another area?
1: I like talking about kind of. I guess giving back to people. I don't know if like more with – it was more with the film stuff though like – Yeah. Um, when people reach out and like, oh, I saw what you did. I want to do that even though I'm, you know, I'm a 13-year-old high school student. I want to learn film. How can I start? Well, fucking, yeah, grab a camera, grab your friends, write a shitty script and jump on board. Got it. Three
0: tips. It doesn't matter like for anyone who who wants to be, yeah, creating YouTube content, whether that's a BookTuber or a, if it's more universal across a YouTube creator. like. Um, what, what would you want to know coming in, like, when you started mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, what Sorry would back you back. want to have known that you know now?
1: Um, fuck. Like, I guess don't be afraid to, like, approach people who you think are bigger than you was one thing that I, like, I've met one of my best friends now because she, like, she's the biggest booktuber in Australia. And I, you know, she was one of the videos that I started watching when I was a baby. Um, and I just comment every now and again, like, oh, like, it's cool that you like this book. Or, oh, what do you think about this book? And eventually I became someone with, um, what is it? Where you get fans. And they're like, okay, you're relevant. So I became relevant. And then she was like, cool, now we're friends. Um, which obviously isn't the case because, fuck, I'm really bad at this. Um, It would depend because obviously what is important to being a vlogger is important is different to being a booktuber, is different to being a makeup guru, is different to blah, blah, blah. Um, So I'd probably turn more to like the, I'd want to turn more to the booktube side, but it would be shit. Just like, you know, make sure you your equipment is decent enough. Cause if you know, I'm how often do you watch a, a pix, pixelated shit quality video? Often. Um, but why?
2: That's my fetish. I like watching them. That's weird.
1: Everyone's like two <laughs> pixels. <laughs> two <laughs> pixels. Like, yeah. I fucking love that. Yeah. Um.
2: <laughs> Green and gray.
1: Oh God. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Editing is also another thing, as I said earlier, but again depends on what you do. Like, you know, for example, David Dobrik, who I just go down a deep hole of literally daily. I spend like an hour watching his videos of, you know, four minutes and twenty seconds. They have no real like I couldn't tell you what is going on in any of those videos, but everyone's laughing and it's funny. Um
0: Pierre Ford, thanks
1: for the
2: creator
0: generation. <laughs> Welcome.
1: Deuces.
2: Thank you. Good night. It's been amazing. Thank you. Well, Piera certainly does have some very interesting opinions and some very good advice. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> if you have any questions for Piera, if you have any questions for us, let us know on the Creative Generation app. And if you want any creative featured on the show, let us know as well.
0: Yeah, we'll track them down, we'll get them on the show. Until next time. Bye. See ya. Creator Generation, look on the mic.